Welcome to Here and Now podcast. I'm Heather. And I'm Sophia. We bring you the stories, the heart, and the humor needed for this journey called life. Join us each week to hear the conversations of a mom, that's me, and a daughter, that's me, and the stories of where others hear God's voice as he brings truth, beauty, and good in their lives right now. This is Here and Now Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 113 of Here and Now Podcast. We're excited to be back. Happy June. Happy month of the Sacred Heart, right? Amen. Amen. How you doing, Mom? I'm doing okay. How are you today? Good. We're back in the same room again. We're in the same room. It's kind of a... Interesting if you had to see what this looked like right now, but just moved piles of laundry because there's some activity in every room of the house somewhat. Windows are open, so if you hear noise, we don't really have a podcasting room at the moment with nah, just <laughs> no. all natural. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but what's going on? <laughs> I know we're easing into summer, it's only the first what a couple of days of, of June, which is amazing and the weather has been amazing probably to the point where we just sit outside and not do much other than sit outside on our amazing space out out on in the sun and the deck we get some morning sun in the one section of the deck and the afternoon on the other section so we might have sunburn stripes on each of our arms these days and um, napping and cleaning and purging and filing paperwork for multiple different things to just finish out the school year and prepare for September school year for the girls and just to live through summer yeah just taking it slow taking it slow which I think is the whole concept of this episode it wasn't going to be no it was not going to be I loved it when I was taking notes in my every sacred Sunday book during mass yesterday and I was writing and thinking oh you know we thought about a couple of other topics that we were planning out for this week and in the busyness of a lot of schedules, trying to get some coordinating schedules for some guests that we have in the wings. And it's just time with this this May and June and weddings and graduations and everything, right? Mm-hmm. And you and I sort of caught eyes at almost similar moments <laughs> when we were, you know, thinking about I handed you my book and you wrote notes that just kind of coincided with our thoughts about this this podcast episode here. Yeah. One of the things that you talk about a lot that I've just kind of caught on to saying and talking about too is this idea of living one day at a time. So do you kind of want to talk about how you first came across this phrase and how you started to apply it to our life? I believe there's a lot of reasons why. I mean, over over our life, since you were little, you know, we just can only really take in so much at a time. And we try to for think we try to plan ahead and you can you have to right you have to make plans for things you have to accommodate for things in the future and you, you can't just you know empty your bank account in the fear that you know oh one day at a time it'll something will happen and mm-hmm. and god does provide in those moments but in the uh, more recent part of my life when your dad was diagnosed with brain cancer in july of 2020 imagining myself go through what it could look like in the future back then which is almost two summers ago now right Mm -hmm. it basically is two summers ago almost two julys ago now and thinking about all of the 
the heaviness of what a pop diagnosis of aggressive brain cancer could look like and the prognosis, which we absolutely refused to ever really engage in informing ourselves on, not to a point of being uninformed, but we spoke to doctors and have a really amazing medical team and, and we just chose to not, nobody ever gave us any prognosis that you have this or that. They just, you know, basically was always the idea of we're just going to take it one day at a time. And in addition to that, as the summer of that 2020 was coming to a close and we were starting out dad's therapy, you know, chemo and radiation um, protocol that he was working on, I kept thinking of a friend who had lost her husband and she's probably listening, my dear friend. And we used to talk about, you know, one day at a time, that's all we could do. Like you could just, and it really probably comes down to one moment at a time. It just, you just have to get up every day and just embrace the day and just live with what you have in front of you. I mean, ironically, I wrote just a little quick snippet about how last year was a national cancer survivor day while we were there finishing up a second round of radiation for your dad, which was after, you know, tracking a tumor that looked like it was growing pretty slowly, but, you know, was definitely having some sort of progression. We didn't know if it was scar tissue or what, and he'd responded to radiation in the past, but we wanted to try something more targeted for that area. And we did it in the course of three days. And, you know, we look back now after that day we were in the hospital just happened to be national cancer survivor day in the hospital because they knew it was on a weekend but they wanted to celebrate the people that were coming in throughout the the week and they happened to have it on friday and we were the only ones there that that moment when that happened but ironically five years ago on the same weekend day whatever it is in there your sister fell and broke her jaw Mm -hmm. and was wired shut for seven weeks and thinking ahead of a kid who was a very big foodie of sorts. She's my, you know, the kid that eats most any kind of, you know, meat and loves loves to cook and bake. How are we going to get through those moments? And how are we going to feed her? And how are we going to alter all of our diets just to accommodate, you know, her? And it really came down to just taking it one day at a time. So all these hard experiences like your hearing loss and like, you know, going through the loss with my dad over his 12 weeks in the hospital and the three weeks with my mom, you just have to embrace life one day at a time. And yes, you plan for things. You can plan vacations, you can plan things. And you, but sometimes we don't even do that. We kind of just say, all right, if this is meant to be, this is how it's going to kind of roll out for us. And it's not an irresponsible way of living. It's more of a intentional way of living. Mm-hmm. Because then, then we can't think about things too far ahead because so many things are out of our control that that even if we planned for some things we just we just don't even know in this situation with your dad where each day or each next situation you know each chemo is his body going to be beat up a little bit more you know so that's where that has come into in my world mm-hmm. does that sound like what you're <laughs> thinking it is that where you're yeah. thinking yeah i mean i'm just thinking obviously you know, I'm living through most of the same experiences because it's dad and for the most part being home, but at the same time not for school and um, kind of experiencing it at a distance. So my definition of living one day at a time was a little different. In a way, I was thinking, okay, you know, I've 
I'm here, I'm listening to this day, I'm listening to how your day went, and if things were not great, then okay, well, there's always tomorrow, things start over again tomorrow. You know, (laughs) when I was growing up with hearing loss and everything, I never really thought of living in that mentality, but I know that I was. Like, okay, I just have to get to the next thing. Like, I'm very, I'm a very goal-oriented person. And if I set checkpoints for myself, like if I know, okay, I'm going to read five pages of this book once I'm done, okay, I can do that. Let me read another five pages and just kind of, you know, segmenting out how I'm doing things really is like my overall principle of life. Like, okay, let's say I need to get through finals week. And then once I get through finals week, things are over and then just the cycle repeats itself. But it was almost like I was not intending to live that way but it just kind of happened that way I'm very much of a planner right you know so I need to have that constant rhythm of okay you know things are on a rotation they're on a routine but I'm also thinking okay what's my plan for next year what's the next five years I I need to have some sort of tangible goal to be working towards absolutely I mean I don't think that anyone should not have goals I don't think that if we didn't have maybe this diagnosis in our world, things would, I mean, I, I definitely believe that our, our thinking would be somewhat different, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're, we're not limited by, we would not be limited by things that we know, like, you know, how we have to enter into our week with appointments and with, you know, just tracking progress and tracking any kind of symptoms, you know, I mean, we're not really dealing with that too much. You know, I know a lot of people have different cancer experiences but you know even how we plan anything that we do which is so different because your dad was such a is such a doer right so you know this Mm -hmm. is not a guy that liked to sit down or even knew how to sit down you know as your brother and I are outside doing some garden work we have to almost give him other things to do because he's looking at there going I'd like to be out there doing those things. And there are some things in his capacity that he can do and some that he's not capable of doing. And he tires more easily. Mm-hmm. You know, having a recent appointment with the doctor, you know, maybe three or four weeks ago saying he is, it takes him two times, maybe three times longer to do things than he, a normal John would do, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because he's, he's his capacity to move is slower and his arm is, you know, regaining all of its function and strength or working towards doing that. So it just takes him more effort to do that, right? But you said something about your planning that kind of struck me during our homily yesterday. And I think that might have been something that really connected me with this 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 idea. Sometimes I think our our desires to plan almost sometimes, depending on how and why and what, you know, how you're limiting with your planning and being so like closed fisted on that plan if you will Mm -hmm. like no I'm going to do this and this is my timeline and this is what I'm doing almost sometimes it limits us for opportunities and I believe that you know the priest kind of said that he was taking this road trip and he was going across the country he was doing it alone because he wanted to just kind of do his thing and then he was you know he was focused hyper focused on getting from one point to the next point and not really open to the idea of who he could encounter along the way. Mm -hmm. And I remember a story from one of my writing retreats where you probably remember this story where let's say they were in Tennessee and in Tennessee, the, the person tells the guy who was telling the story to us, the leader of this retreat, 
you need to go to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay, gets to South Carolina. He said, well, now you need to get to Florida. And he said, well, that's just dumb. Why don't you just tell me to go from Tennessee to Florida? And, and in the conversation, he said, where did you meet me? He said, in South Carolina. And so you would not have met this person had you not taken that mm-hmm. course along the way. And I think sometimes the plans that we have are, you know, what we think are right for us, but they're limited with what compared to what God's plans are for us. Yeah. Right. I like to, I like to think that I'm a spontaneous person when I need to be, but other times I do require some sort of structure. And I can't remember who told me this, but your planning should be flexible structure. Mm, It's a great sentence. Yeah. (laughs) Where you can have more mobility or flexibility in the things that you do, but at the same time having some sort of structure to your day. Because both are important. You can't be so rigid that, well, okay, let me say it this way. I remember, this is a very bad analogy. We're back to bad analogies from last week. But when you put a bike rack on the back of the car, if the bike rack doesn't have the ability to bounce, it'll break off, Mm -hmm. right? So in a way, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, so there needs to be a little bit of a bounce. There's a little bit of flexibility, Right. Otherwise, it's too rigid and too structured, and it will break. And we snap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we snap just like the background. Well, because if you're trying to accomplish so many things in such a short amount of time or in such a very tunnel vision mentality, what are you missing that God puts along your path that mm-hmm. you're supposed to see, right? Yeah. You know, like, it, it's like the sentence that I believe the priest said was something, life on my terms or life on the Holy Spirit, which, you know, this whole week we've been talking i've been reading a lot of things about the holy spirit in the last couple of weeks by mm-hmm. chance and by by choice i guess um, <laughs> and by yeah. chance comes because i'm like a rabbit hole when it comes to reading i read something and then if it's something directs me to another thing you know 15 books are traveling around the house with me and you know that's the truth because mm-hmm. i need to have you know these no things comment. yes no <laughs> comment well because i'm moving in Yes, exactly. I travel through my house with books. See, there's your flexible structure. (laughs) (laughs) I carry a bag from downstairs to upstairs because of just how I'm living my life right now. Exactly. I need these things, and sometimes I need to be near other things. That's all. Great, great, great thought. (laughs) Yeah, it's just my way of doing things, right? But I wonder if, if we're missing those opportunities or if we allow ourselves to be open to what the Holy Spirit's inspirations are. Are we seeing things and thinking, wow because I wasn't so rigid or because I was willing to say, well, we don't need to eat lunch when we're on our little vacation at noon. Let's do this instead. And then you deviate from that. And just by doing that, you run into somebody that you know. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, I mean, exactly. that's, you know, just sort of a basic analogy of it. But it's it's the idea of even our trip last summer, you know, this week, last, last year when we were, you know, visiting Franciscan and how <laughs> we met somebody and then how, in that next trip that we took to South Carolina only a couple of weeks later, how we encountered people that were related to the people we met on this particular day and how just saying, okay, let's stop off on the way before we get to our final destination and being mm-hmm. open to that, even if it was sort of, is this uncomfortable? Is this odd that we're just kind of meeting people that we sort of know, but we don't really know? Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we talk about arrows a lot and just following them but how do we 
how do we find that balance between not you know following every single arrow that you think could potentially be an arrow and actually listening and being like okay that this is what god really wants me to do hmm how do we balance that yeah well I really don't know if I can give you a great advice on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind um, of just an open-ended question. It is kind of know? an open-ended question, but I think that it comes back to the same thing we often say is that the peace and the joy that you find in those mm-hmm. moments. And even if what you, the, the exit of the, off the highway that you take is not the correct one, I think there's some sort of grace and whatever built into that, that, we can fix our mistakes, right? Yeah. yeah. I have to turn around. I mean, I, I think one of my very first blog entries that I wrote probably before I was really showing it was three, yeah. three years ago. It was. On the bridge. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now that I'm thinking, because you graduated three years ago from high school, right? Yeah. And we were in Florida. Oh, what a trip. We flew to Disney World for a couple of days, and then we drove to, well, didn't fly into Disney. We flew into Orlando, and then we went to Disney for a few days, and then we went to Marco Island after that and you know we ended up driving from Marco Island Florida Florida up to Jacksonville Airport is that right I think that's what it was no Tampa Tampa Airport that's yep. it yep okay and I think that when we did that little trip I mean we ended up coming into this like crazy storm like there was just a lot of things and even even getting out into the water and, and having the whole kayak and the paddle boards flipping and, and all that right I mean, oh yeah and, and all along, there was something about that trip that was kind of unsettling to me. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it was all these things that we were doing that were diverting. But there was gift in all of that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I just think sometimes when things in my life would happen and I would be super upset about them and I just wouldn't be understanding. It's not that God was saying, okay, you need to be upset about this, but it's like it's an eye opener that if you're upset about something or there's just an unsettledness about a situation, then maybe it's time to make a change. Mm -hmm. And I feel (laughs) that if I didn't, I mean, if you were to go all the way back in my timeline, if I didn't have hearing loss, I wouldn't have changed schools. I wouldn't have chose the high school I ended up at. Then I wouldn't have made probably not the best decision of where to go to college, but that not that great, great decision ended up at Franciscan. So it's just, the following the constant spontaneity of God in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not spontaneous. It's how we react to his, you know, will and his arrows that he's placing in our lives that it feels spontaneous to us. But that's when, like you were saying, like the priest said, that that's living life, not on our own terms, but on God's terms. Right. And I, I go back to that story about on the, you know, heading on the bridge in the storm. Like so much of that trip was amazing and somewhat of the trip was sort of, you know, crazy, life-altering, life if you will, because, you know, we were out in the water and, you know, nearly um, drifting at sea and not sure. <laughs> yeah. And it almost tells you that, like your sister and her situation with the breaking of the jaw, if you have, it's almost that, you know, that gut feeling, that conscious you know, conscience that you have to listen to, whatever people call that, right? Mm -hmm. You should listen to that because that is God saying, hey, no, no, no. I don't think this is what you want to do, but you're insisting that you planned this. So this is when this should happen, right? 
And again, I'm going to go back to, I don't know why I had such a discomfort about that trip. I don't know. It, there was just something about it. And then, of course, the water event, mm-hmm. right? And then driving through the storm on the way to the airport. You know, we were fine with that situation. But then your sister, the day of her jawbreak, for those who don't know, we were at this event kind of doing a baking or cooking thing. And at the end of the day, we were finishing up, cleaning up, and there were balloons there. And, and I don't know, maybe one of another kid that was there in our around our who were around, who was there with us they were taking the helium of the balloons and changing their voice and i saw that and i told the kids do not touch the it, it was so most like this wasn't even me that said it because it mm-hmm. was so i was in the middle of packing up the car so it was so like bizarre that those words came out of my mouth i mean i would have said probably like don't touch those balloons but it was so like do not touch those balloons mm-hmm. and i looked and then 30 seconds later here i hear your littlest one her voice is already like, you know, the highest pitched voice in town. And it yeah. was even higher pitched. And I and it was talking so fast, like, you know, yeah. she now has this helium in her voice. And I said, what are you doing? And then the next thing you know, your sister inhaled the helium, the other one. And yeah. then she hit the ground and her jaw broke in three places. And so that inspiration of the Holy Spirit that we're always trying to listen to, it's almost like, are we listening to what we want to do? Like we're insisting. She was insisting on doing that inhaling that balloon she was insisting on taking the longest inhalation of that because she wanted to have the longest voice and didn't even think that she knew i told her not to i was i'm like the holy spirit saying don't touch those balloons right Mm -hmm. don't go on this trip and it wasn't because the trip wasn't phenomenal we had great friends that we were with there was just something that god was saying no not this time and we were so insisting on doing what we wanted to do in that planning that we were not willing to be you know and so it's hard to know what the balance is yeah, exactly. I mean, first of all, that goes to the episode we said, our yes to God can mm. sometimes be no. So you can yes. listen to that whole thing for our whole take on that. But And you can detour, which is where that yeah. whole, you know, going off the bridge and getting off the exit. That's what that first blog post was that I was writing. It's a very small reflection, but we can take detours even if we decide we think this is God. No, I think God's telling me something different. And that's your where your no comes in, right? No, exactly. And time for our weekly deep theological discussion is the the idea of for, free will and foreknowledge right and how you know god has this plan for us and he he knows all and he sees all but at the same time we also have the free will so even though god is saying okay i have this for you i have this on schedule ready for you you know we can choose to accept that or not but us choosing to accept it or not was still part of the plan anyway. Right. We just don't know what that long-term plan is. Honestly, this was like a whole semester-long thing right. <laughs> of studying the difference between foreknowledge and free will without feeling like we're puppets or pawns in this plan like some ancient philosophers used to think. Well, that doesn't feel very much like a god of love. No, exactly. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah, because as a parent, I want you to discover for yourself what is your your choice in things, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, when you're younger, you have to give more guidance about things. But as a parent, wouldn't you rather me allow you to have the decisions yeah. made by your your what feels right for you and what fits what, you know, in, in your world? Right? Yeah, it's like you have this, this dream and this vision for what you want us to become. 
and you know the, the flexible structure modifying it along the way as you see us grow into our personalities but you want that decision to be us made by us not not just you living vicariously through those decisions that yeah because that doesn't work out no <laughs> not no. necessarily no no but yeah i mean the that whole idea of foreknowledge and free will is a very it's a very fine line of how to balance um not falling into predetermination right uh like some other religions believe but yeah deep theological discussion for a week i'll just leave it there (laughs) that's a great one and i think going back to another really big point which i think you also when we handed when i handed my book to you during the homily yeah like how can you live this way but not you know let the plans go is that is that what you were writing as your question to me you were kind of writing a little rhetorical question (laughs) in in my book so that i could remember because i wrote one day at a time and the priest says daily bread Wait, that wait, wait. I was so like struck by that. What? Because our our daily bread, the, our Father, mm-hmm. He daily bread. We get it. He He gives us our daily bread. Now, there's a lot of places where that could be picked apart as to what that means. Exactly. The Eucharist. It could be the sacrament. It could right. be what you know. There's, but our we are sustained daily, one day at a time, by what God has in store for us. Exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, the question essentially that I wrote was combating, how can we combat the need or the desire to plan and also live one day at a time, live in the present? You know, I'm just, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? You know, because this last, (laughs) these last nine months, like you were saying in your blog post, the last nine months, you really haven't kept a to-do list and that that plan that you thought you had for this year is suddenly no more but you also feel that you need to have some sort of routine or plan to keep the day going right (laughs) (laughs) so i guess when i think about even your situation let's just make it even a little less dramatic when your hearing loss was in our world there was a similar story so that whenever you have a family member that has a diagnosis or a child with a disability, or a child with extra needs. There were times where I had to stop what I was doing in my, you know, home with the kids, cleaning the house, doing whatever, maybe even going out to lunch with a friend, Mm -hmm. going to a Bible study, whatever, and your hearing aids were not working. Mm -hmm. And there was not equipment master, in quotes, there to support that. And sometimes we had to make up, sometimes, let me say this way, we had to stop, take you out of school and get you down to your audiologist or ENT. So I don't know, maybe out of just pure sheer need to just learn to just live in that moment of, all right, well, what's next? Mm-hmm. I, I was already prepped and primed for that kind of lifestyle with you. <laughs> I mean, you know, and that was also, you know, special ed was my teaching background a little bit. So knowing that you had to kind of always maybe accommodate and, and just, just change things up a little bit. But this year really just sort of, I think, I don't want to say, it didn't knock me off my, it did mm-hmm. not knock me off the horse the way that yeah. I thought it would. Yeah. Now, maybe that's because the year before, starting out in September, you were home and the girls were, we were homeschooling and we had a plan set in place. And I was really excited that now you two were away at school and I could really focus on the girls this year a little bit differently. 
especially because, you know, Isabel was preparing for high school and we were not sure if she was going to go into a high school brick and mortar this mm-hmm. year. I'll just use that word, whatever her plans were. And there's still some thoughts that she might want to do that. But there's other things that are taking precedence for her that this stick, sticking close to home makes a little bit more sense. But when the school year came and we got out to see the school like we did this time last year and then we went to take you out in August we were excited we knew we were going to go to this parents weekend and none of that happened right this this rush to get in and have another surgery just was so unexpected I knew that there were certain things I had to do and we just they were just the girls knew like there's certain things like as much as it's it wasn't just this basic but as silly as you know on these two days of the week is trash day. Mm-hmm. So you don't need a really to-do list for that. You just right. know what needs to be done. I knew where I needed to be in those 30 days that I was in and out of it, living in rehab. I knew the time. So I had more, actually, in theory, I had more time then because he was taken care of throughout the day. Yeah. And at the end of the day, though I was wasted and tired, <laughs> I would, <laughs> would make the wasted tired. I'm telling you, it was not wasted like you think. No, I, that could not even enter my world. No. The joke of putting a picture of my uh, kids drop. Thank you. Bringing them with my, <laughs> my little bubbly that you gave me on my last day of school. Yeah. You just wanted to buy something at I 21 did. years old, but it was fun. So I just think that we just worked around the schedule knowing these are the things I have to get done. These are the things that need to get done and they don't need to be written in a calendar to do that. Like today, some of those things were finally putting away bills and and they were sort of organized. You said you went through my my pile the other day and you knew exactly where something was, even though it was probably stacked with flexible structure. I'm telling you. I always know where (laughs) things are until people move it, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oops. No, but see, see, and how fast did we get through all that work today? So it's almost like you just have to simplify. I was listening to that Laundry Latte adorable uh, little podcast today, and she was talking about simplifying. You know, we just have to simplify things, Mm -hmm. right? So the garden, got rid of the garden at, at at a moment when your brother came home, I forget what part of the year it was that he even did that. He came home. Probably spring break. I, maybe. I can't. I just don't. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> if I go back and look, it might be. But you're probably right because it wouldn't have been in the real dead of winter, right? Yeah. No. But we got rid of that because I want to do it. And then we were thinking, all right, we're, gonna, we're going to do this next to, tr- to sort of modify it. No, I'm not because I can only do this. I only have the capacity to do this much. Mm-hmm. So we're not over planning. We're not overdoing. We're right. not over committing if we're committing to anything at all right now, which is except for the effect of caring for your dad and maybe giving ourselves some soul rest and yeah. maybe some other sun. I don't know how that's going to work out this summer because it's, that's also going to be different, but something that your dad needs. So he's worked really hard. So that hopefully answers your question. Like you just, I don't know, you just have to simplify in a situation like that and just tear down what is expected of you and literally have little to no expectations of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you not feel like you're always living in survival mode then? So there's a part of me that does a little bit, mm-hmm. but we don't because we try, we, we, in, we try to embrace moments differently instead yeah. of looking at it from this, this is a burden. We look at it as it's a gift. Exactly. I mean, one day 
last year we were standing in the hospital thinking, oh gosh, I, I would sit in those hospital, those three visits with the radiation that were, you know, high doses. And if you think about how high dose radiation could affect someone, yeah, you know, there was probably a little bit of panic. I mean, you know, because the surgery wasn't enough, right? And now yeah. we have this six weeks of radiation. Now we have this six months later of another radiation and, and your, your dad wanted to go to the Phillies game that night, which he ended yeah. up doing, which is hilarious yeah. to me. And then we drove five hours across the state to go visit a school. I mean, those are all the things that we were hopeful that we could do, but, you know, we didn't have too much expectation. But we just, you don't live in survival mode. You just live in, this is a gift that now a year later, it could be different. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to keep embracing what it is. And, and there are times that, hey, I have to remind myself, and there are times that you know that I remind your dad that mm-hmm. you know that oh yeah that's right he's got such a great attitude but he needs to be reminded because he's carrying a huge weight yeah who doesn't right who wouldn't you need to be reminded that, oh yeah right <laughs> you need to be reminded wait what but when you're panicking about your long to-do list what's the first thing you can do in like five seconds and it's done okay what's the hardest thing to do what is the yeah. what is the thing that's going to make you feel completely relieved that you've already done and now you and once you get it done so exactly. step back and look at the big picture because hard. survival mode isn't every minute of the day really it mm-hmm. isn't no not really because i'm sitting here recording a podcast with you so my exactly. life isn't survival mode at this moment right we're mm-hmm. not living in that dramatic of a survival mode does that make sense earlier in the months that this all started happening we did a little bit but i wasn't recording a podcast and no yeah September, October, November, December, right? I right. Mean, it's when it really matters, you know. Yeah. I mean, and you put aside what you can't do and mm-hmm. you just, and what's your priority? And, you know, there's a really challenging thing to even sharing things on social media. This is not really where this was going, but nope. we're going to share it. Detours. <laughs> Detours. But it's challenging when you have a place that you'd like to share words and people are going through tragedies or. Mm-hmm diagnosis or whatever and everybody handles and and opens the door to those things differently and even the ability to sit down and be able to do that to share enough so that people know that if you're quiet for months then people worry yeah (laughs) right but sometimes it's you're quiet because you're just embracing where you are instead of Mm -hmm. having to report you know what is happening in your world and and some people are comfortable sharing every hospital bed picture that has never been the way that we are you know we mm-hmm. took me a long time to even add a selfie to a picture on an instagram <laughs> for crying out loud right yeah yeah and i still don't like to do any f- yeah you know you just you frame it in a way that makes you comfortable right showing it's not showing half the story it's showing the story that at a time that's right for you mm-hmm. you know you're not hiding it you're just protecting your sacred space Right. I mean, there's a lot of layers to these types of stories, right? Absolutely. I mean, I have four kids who have to process what their dad is going through, how they're being supported. I have four kids that are also living their lives, and I'm still raising two of them, and two of them I'm letting go. And they keep coming back. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're glad just they the keep boomerang coming. children. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. And I think... You know, this week we actually asked some of you guys to send in your 
submissions, your ideas of what living it one day at a time is. And I thought some of them were really beautiful. So I'm going to share some of them. One says not worrying about future days, which is exactly what we're talking about. Another one, a new day, a new life, new beginning. I think that's really beautiful what we are saying. It's just like every day you start the cycle over again. That's that's the epitome to me is one day at a time. <laughs> I think there's a quote that I put up a long time ago, and I can't remember who it is, and I'm totally going to butcher this, but it's something like, and then every day like the sun will rise and set again. Like you know mm. that that's the constant in your life. Same thing like God, right? Yeah, uh, that's that new mercies. Yeah, every day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Trusting all of tomorrow to him, being present in the moment, living in the present moment, um, not rushing from moment to moment, and that life comes in seasons and some are hard and some are easy. I think that's really good, too. I mean, it's just like the it's like the weather. Yeah. That's why I'm obsessed with the weather. <laughs> and it's funny because I like days like today where it's kind of like even today's a little warmer than yesterday and the day yeah. before. And your sister likes rainy days. And oh she my like, gosh. She, someday we'll have to share her funny meme of when she's waiting for a storm to come. <laughs> and the storm doesn't come. This is this is the one who inhaled the helium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she always loved a rainstorm. She oh, still does. She's, so... she's hilarious, right? It's like, it's almost, at least for me in the summer, it's kind of like the predictability of the weather. You know it's going to be nice. But then every now and then there's that flexibility of, okay, we got to adjust our plans. It's going to rain. And then the rainbows come at the end of the day, and it's really beautiful. Summer storms are really nice. So I am with her on that one. Yes, and when you go to crowded places, like a trip to like amusement parks like we've done, and we've gone on rainy days, don't we get through crowds a lot quicker? Oh, heck yeah. Because <laughs> the crowds run and we go in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they run out, we go in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's so true. But I think, I think that means it's time for Saint Chasers. Yeah, I know. I, I won't sing, I promise. We still need a theme song. We need to get your brother on his joint. Saint Chasers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, do you want to go first for this week? So my saint for the week, and it took me a few minutes to think, why Saint Paul? And why did I tell you it was Saint Paul? Fruits of the Spirit. Fruits of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Since we were talking about the Holy Spirit so much, and he's been on my heart, I actually want to give a little shout out to my friend Jessica who's blessed by cancer mm-hmm. on Instagram because actually she shared yesterday when I was finishing up my little quick Instagram post from last night about it being National Cancer Survivor Day mm-hmm. and Pentecost for the Holy Spirit and and the irony of how I literally sat in the room was like come Holy Spirit I mean because I didn't know what else to say you know right. when you're so anxious about you just can't calm yourself down thinking just you know one more day of this how is his body going to handle this right and then how today or yesterday when I was writing it how it was just that year one year and here it's the Holy Spirit Day Pentecost and so she wrote a beautiful post about similar thing because she's you know cancer free and Mm -hmm. how she directed it through the, the to the holy the fruits of the holy spirit so i think we should direct that at the bottom Link. of the show yeah because it was it was a really beautifully done and you know it's all the holy spirit what's the quote that i said the nicene creed oh yeah i believe in the holy spirit the giver of life yeah i mean and that it almost brings me to tears even saying that whenever i say that in that <laughs> in that creed i fight tears because you know, we right now, he is the giver of life for, mm-hmm. for people who are surviving, for people who are, who may have survived healing and are whole 
and are with God now. You know, so, you know, maybe they are not surviving on this side of heaven, but they have survived and gotten through that fight. And now they're they're living free of cancer in yeah. a different way. Yeah. Um, so beautiful. I'm sorry. I just got no. I knew I would get emotional. On that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's OK. I don't think my saying is quite that emotion evoking. No, but it, it is emotion evoking <laughs> because you, you told me the saint for sleeping in. Yeah. And I could stand to do that another day because we've been really, we've been sleeping in way too much. But Yeah, St. Vitus, patron of oversleeping. Oh, that's what it is, oversleeping. Oh, yeah. that's different. Okay. Yeah. I think <clears throat> a couple weeks ago I referenced a saint that was a patron of naps. So clearly sleeping <laughs> is my theme right now. I don't know. What but this... I feel you look, you've been looking very rested. So, you know, I've been seeing you across the screen most of this year. So now I see you in person a lot. Maybe it's just the screen was tainting the view. Filter or maybe eye bags on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it was so much eye bags, but you're like, mom, I got to get done. Let's, you know, wrap up, wrap up. And yeah. now I'm like, you're like, all right, we can wrap up now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. But yeah, St. Vitus, his, fe- his feast day is coming up, I think, June 15th. But Another one we also... Can you tell me that name again? St. Vitus. Yeah, V-I-T-U-S. He's also the patron of dancers and entertainers. So appropriate with a recital coming in our... One of which I was. Yes, you were a dancer. Dancer. You need to get back to dancing, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, we'll just do a whole podcast of you convincing me to get back to dance again. Hmm. Yes. (laughs) Anybody listening to this, please send (laughs) Sophia a note that she needs to get back to dancing. I might have to put up a picture of her. Watch out for pictures. But another thing, we also asked you guys to send in your submissions, and we might be doing this for the next few weeks. I think it's fun to get yeah. other people's ideas about why saints or what, what, who is chasing yeah. people, right? Bonus points if they're unique saints. I think that would be pretty fun. Um, let's see. First one is Saint Therese because she chases me every single week. Emphasis placed on every single week. Saint Peter, Saint Paul. St. Jose Maria or St. Augustine. Hmm. Those are all great saints. Our Lady Undoer of Knots, St. Anthony of Padua, and we've got one more, St. Anne. St. Anne. Yeah. Mm. I feel St. Anne, though. Do you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I can wonder why. Okay. And I feel St. Anthony of... I think people are doing a novena right well, now. Well, his feast is coming up. Oh, well, yeah. maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah. see, that does... <laughs> but I did just pull out something, and look, here, this was... This was Something one of the church lady friends gave me that day when I went into church after yeah. I hadn't been in there for a while after daddy first was diagnosed and I had lost that green scapular and couldn't figure it out. I'm standing in the back of church and I, I'm like, where is that? I got to go find that. And then she walks up to me and she hands me a brand new green scapular. Mm. She said, I left the house this morning and walked back in because God told me that you need to take this to Heather. I hadn't seen her in weeks. And yeah. then she gave me this St. Anthony first class relic. That wow. I that I just found came it fell out of my book today. So, well, guess he wants me <laughs> next week <laughs> on Here Now podcast. Saint Anthony of Padua. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that's true. I love doing Saint Chases every week. Though. I know. I think it's so fun to just kind of see who's been following you, even if it's the same person multiple weeks in a row. Yeah, Mother Mary. Mother Mary. Yep. Holy Spirit. And today, what's today? Isn't this is t- Monday? We're recording this. Yes. It's, what is today's? Well, it's St. Norbert's feast day. Ah, but you must not know this feast day then. Oh, I know the other one. Mary, mother of the church. Mary, mother of the church today, right? Oh, yeah. The Blessed Virgin Mary, mother of the church. I get, I think Pope Francis coined this day. Uh, I'm not sure what he... Probably. I know. I think I heard that today. I did not realize that. He, cool. he made this a feast day. 
for, yeah, didn't know, I guess the day after the birthday of the church. (laughs) I'm not trying to start controversy. Should we record a whole episode on that, too? I'm not recording any theology (laughs) stories and fights and arguments. No. Just pointed to whoever, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just love that when I asked the priest, is today people were, there was some curiosity about whether or not it is a feast or what is the birthday of the church on mm-hmm. Pentecost? I'm not here to start fights. I'm not a political fighter. I don't care. I just love God. Yeah. <laughs> he's my he's my fight. Yeah. Um, and I asked the priest, he said, listen, if they didn't get out of the room, and out of that upper room, the church would have never started. And I was like, okay, I don't even know what that means. I get, I know yeah, what he yeah, means. Yeah. <laughs> he just didn't want to have, he had, he had a graduation to get to. He's or like, something. goodbye, Heather. I know. <laughs> He's like, you made it on time to church and we changed the time for church this year, this week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, you were actually on time today. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. all random conversation. I apologize. I no, but these are the flexible structures and detours and one day at a time, all the things. Amen. Amen. I love it. All right, yeah. girl. Yeah. Well, make sure you check out all the links in the show notes, including your blog post and Jessica's link to um, Bust by Cancer. And a special shout out to Sunday Saints. They sent us some beautiful shirts that we will be highlighting on Instagram as well. Some cute little shirts and cards. One of them was, do not let your hearts be troubled. Perfect for this episode. Cute little quote, quote for this, scripture quote for this episode. And there was one more that you said you found. Do you remember what it was about this? Did you write it down or you don't? Yes, I do have that. It is Matthew six thirty four. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. One day at a time. Heck yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, everybody.